You're listening to the St. Mark's Podcast for December 20th, 2020, the fourth Sunday of Advent. Today's sermon was given by guest preacher, the Reverend Dr. Maggie Dawn. In the name of the Holy Trinity, three persons, one God. Amen. Thank you for welcoming me back to St. Mark's on this fourth Sunday of Advent. It's a real pleasure to be with you today. Every year on the fourth Sunday, we think of the story of Mary, who received the gift of Christ for the whole world. But this year in particular, our world has been turned upside down. Nothing is normal, nothing is familiar, and the practice of Advent and the anticipation of Christmas seems completely bewildering. It so happens that Upside Down is one of the tools in the creative writer's toolbox. If you have an idea and you can't quite grasp it, if you have a half-written piece of work and it's sort of good but you can't make it work, then you go to it and turn the whole thing upside down or inside out. You move things from the top to the bottom. You take the middle and put it at the beginning, or you take the beginning and you put it at the end. And you shuffle it around until gradually you you release the imagination and, and you see what it is you're trying to say from a completely different angle, a new way of saying it, a fresh way of grasping the idea. Tell the truth, as Emily Dickinson put it but tell it slant. What happens if we take this story of the Annunciation and instead of telling it the way we usually do, we look at it from a different point of view? As often as not, the way we think of this story goes something like this, that Mary is quietly minding her own business in Nazareth and then an angel shows up, probably an enormous winged creature in a blaze of light and a flash of glory and gives her this incredible announcement that God is going to come and do something that will not only change her life, but change the whole world. And we see Mary rocked on her heels, shaken to the core, can't believe what's happening to her. She, she asks a question out of curiosity, but then she says meekly, oh yes, whatever it is God wants, that's what I will do. Let it be to me according to thy word. But what happens if we turn that upside down? What if, in fact, the dynamic is quite the other way around? That is what poet and priest Noel Rowe did in his reimagination of the story. In his poem, The Annunciation, he gives us an angel who did not draw attention to himself. An angel who was almost invisible and quite inaudible. Instead of coming in and talking, Rose Angel just waits and listens and lets Mary be the one who takes the initiative in the conversation. It's Mary who reaches out and asks for the gift that she intuits is being offered. In Rose Vision, the angel is so quiet that she can hear her own heart beating and in a scene of unremarkable domesticity, a miracle happens. There's something important here because in our world, we've become increasingly concerned about whether women have agency over their own bodies. And there are those who have questioned whether the Annunciation is actually a good story for women. 
if it implies that God simply sends a messenger to tell Mary what's going to happen to her. Actually, I think there is good reason for suggesting that Mary had choice and agency in this matter. And if you want to know whether she was really in agreement with what God offered her, you only have to read the Magnificat to see that she embraced it not just with joy, but with a kind of holy defiance. But I think this is also important for us in our world today, where we are restricted to ordinariness and all the razzmatazz of Christmas has been cancelled by the crisis of the pandemic. It's been replaced by the anticipation of very quiet, domesticated, perhaps even isolated Christmas. So let me, let me bring you Rowe's poem, The Annunciation. The angel did not draw attention to himself. He came in so quietly, I could hear my blood beating on the shore of absolute beauty. There was fear, yes, but also faith in familiar things. Light just letting go the wooden chair. The breeze at the door waiting to come in, where at the table I prepared a meal, my knife cutting through the hard skin of vegetable, hitting wood, and outside the noise of children playing with their dog, throwing him a bone. Then all these sounds dropped out of hearing. The breeze drew back, let silence come in first. And my heart, my heart was wanting him, reaching out, taking hold of smooth, muscled fire. And it was done. I heard the children laugh and saw the dog catch the scarred bone. There are three things that speak to me out of this reimagination of the Annunciation in this very upside down year. And the first is to do with fear. Don't be afraid is what the angel says in the story. And don't be afraid is a recurring trope in scripture over and over again through the mouths of prophets and angels. Mary says there was fear, yes, but also faith in familiar things. And when we hear those words, don't be afraid, it isn't don't be afraid because everything's going to be okay. No, it's don't be afraid because I am with you. Even when bad things do happen, and they will happen, God is with us and will not abandon us. The Presbyterian minister and writer Frederick Beekner put this beautifully in a piece on grace, where he said, imagine that God says this to you. Here is the world. Beautiful and terrible things will happen. Don't be afraid. I am with you. And Mary, of all the people in this story, is the one who shows us that God is not only with us in this moment, where there is both fear and faith, not only with us, but within us, quite literally in her case. Athanasius, the early church leader, made very much of that phrase from the gospel that the kingdom of God is within you. 
You want to know what God is like, said Athanasius. You want to know where God is? God is within you because you're made in God's image. And if you look inside, you will see the reflection of God deep in your own heart. The second thing that comes to me in this reimagined Annunciation story is the disruption of time. Advent is supposed to run to a schedule, four Sundays, and then a denouement, a climactic moment when we arrive at Christmas and the whole world explodes into celebration. But Noel Rowe, in his poem, frames Mary's experience within a very brief moment on a very ordinary day. First, the children throw a bone to the dog, and then Mary turns to the angel and has this extraordinary um, experience. And then she hears the children laugh and sees the dog catch the bone. So all that happened with the angel had happened within just the time it takes to throw a bone to a dog and for the dog to catch it. How long is that? Much less than a minute, perhaps only five or ten seconds. And in that brief moment, time had stood still and eternity broke in. Nothing in our 2020 Advent cycle is happening according to schedule. But eternity is not limited to our timetable. And God will show up when we least expect it. All we have to do is pay attention when it happens. The third thing I love from this upside-down retelling of the Annunciation is the ordinariness of the situation. There's no flashing lights, no drama, no skies full of sing singing angels, just a girl in a kitchen, all alone, cooking the dinner, and an angel who barely even can be seen. Now, we may not be going to have carol services this year. We may not be having children and grandchildren visit. We're certainly not going to be having huge parties. But in small, quiet, domestic settings, the miracle can still happen anyway. We'll still hear our blood beating on the shore of absolute beauty. We can still reach out when God appears in the shadows, in our peripheral vision. And something remarkable will happen to change us from the inside out. So in this strangely unfamiliar year, we too can find faith in familiar things. Don't be afraid. Beautiful and terrible things will happen, are happening. But God is with us and God is within us. And our schedule is all disrupted, but that is no limit to eternity. And God will show up when we least expect it. And in the most ordinary, quiet and unremarkable domestic situations, far from the crowds and the lights and the music, God can still break into our lives and the miracle can happen in ways we've not yet imagined. I wish you a happy Advent and a peaceful, quiet and safe, but nonetheless remarkable Christmas. You can find more sermons on our website at www.stmarksnewcanon.org.